In 2010, fossilized fish was uncovered 250 miles west of the Nile River, where the Sahara Desert was as arid as ever. This chance finding led scientists to believe there could have been sea where the Sahara is now. So they conducted a geological survey of the area. And it yielded unexpected results. They found evidence of something huge under the sands, and it wasn't part of any sea at all. For several months, the research continued with GPS equipment on land, and later, when all the ground data was collected, scientists took a look at the area from a satellite. The view was astounding. It turned out there was an enormous basin underneath the desert, with another, smaller one nearby. All the shores of these basins, ancient human settlements had been found previously. And now the researchers finally had the answer as to why exactly they had chosen those spots to live. There had been a lake of impressive proportions. Over 42,000 square miles of freshwater in total, about half the size of Lake Michigan. Further investigation showed that the lake had formed as a result of the flooding caused by the Nile some 250,000 years ago. Water gushed into the depression in the land and didn't stop until it was completely filled. The reason for such an event might have been rain. At the time, the climate in Africa was much more to the tropical side, and massive rainfall was pretty common. The giant lake made the area flourish, and both animals and ancient humans used to live and prosper along its shores. As time went, though, the lake eventually dried out because of the climate shift. But that was a slow process, like everything else in nature. When the water disappeared, the area still wasn't a desert until pretty recently. Another research showed that just 6,000 years ago, what we now know as the Sahara Desert was a lush grassland filled with all sorts of life. But if there was no freshwater lake anymore, what kept it alive? The answer is a river system. Not the Nile, although it did play its part in the forming of the region. In the western part of the desert, researchers found a large canyon with the widest sections reaching one and a half miles that began on land and bit deep into the ocean floor. As they continued to search for clues, other parts of the same canyon were found deeper in the continent. All this suggested there had been at least one river that fed the Sahara region. And later, it was confirmed to have been a whole system, totaling over 300 miles in length. The rivers had been probably born independently in the mountain ranges of Atlas and Hogar in the northwest and central Sahara. Along the way, down into the valley, they picked up speed and strength, which led to forming of a 12th longest river system in the world called Tamanrasset. The river journey ended at the Cap Tamiris Canyon in today's Mauritania. Scientists believe the river system wasn't constant, though. It might have been on and off for the last 245,000 years beginning almost as long ago as the ancient lake I spoke of earlier. Anyway, such a huge waterway allowed the now arid wasteland to be a blossoming paradise. The remnants of this water source can still be found in the desert, though. The famous Saharan oasis feed from the underground reservoirs and streams underneath the sands. What's more, every once in a while, rain still fall over the area, making it bloom. So even today, the Sahara Desert isn't as dry as you might think. In prehistoric times, though, it was a very different place altogether. 
Wadi al-Hattan, Egypt, is famous among paleontologists for the massive evidence of an ancient ocean that was once in place of endless sands. Among the most interesting finds, there are huge fossilized remains of whales, more precisely their ancestors. The region was dubbed Whale Valley for that. These large animals remained on the seafloor for millions of years until the Earth's crust rose and became land. Along with whales, researchers also often find shark teeth there, and big they are. More importantly though, Whale Valley provides hard proof that whales had once been land animals that evolved into marine ones. There are fossils that show changes occurring with time in their bodies. The ancestors of today's largest mammals had four legs and looked completely different, with only their skulls to hint at what they'd one day become. People also dwelled in much of the Sahara at different times. As the climate wasn't really stable, they came and went, but human remains have been found in the desert that indicated at several different groups at the very least. For example, about 9,000 years ago, southern Egypt was inhabited by tribes that built a stone circle that's at least 1,000 years older than Stonehenge. It was the first Neolithic structure used for astronomical purposes. Some claim that the stone slabs pointed to the Orion's Belt constellation. Other human-made structures of interest in the Sahara Desert were fortresses constructed by the Garamantes of Libya. They were the people inhabiting a pretty large area of the desert from 200 BCE up to about 700 CE. Although the region was already hot and sandy, the Garamantes found a way to get water by digging out an extensive network of underground canals. Those fed their fields and farms, as well as provided drinking water for cities and fortresses. At some point, however, the canals too ran dry, and people left the area, allowing the sands to blow over their magnificent dwellings. Also, in the area where Libya is today, a large meteorite fell some 29 million years ago. Since there's too much treacherous sand in the desert, the crater hasn't been found yet, but the impact turned much of the surrounding rocks into a sort of green glass. It had just lain there in sheets until human settlers found it millions of years later. Ancient Egyptians seemed to take a special liking to the pretty glass, because when Tutankhamun's tomb was opened, archaeologists found a decorative breastplate with a scarab made of this material as its centerpiece. Another treasure was a ceremonial dagger made of meteorite. That skyrock, by the way, could have fallen just about 5,000 years ago. At least there's a crater in the southwestern part of Egypt that was clearly left by one. Shards of that meteorite were found in a large area around the crater. And it wasn't the only one either. Desert provides nice ground for preserving meteorites for ages because of all the sand and no vegetation whatsoever. In other places, Craters and the rocks themselves become overgrown or eroded because of weather, while in deserts, nothing much happens for long periods of time. Although most space rocks simply burn up in the atmosphere without ever reaching Earth, those that do fall in its surface mostly land in the oceans as they make up for 70% of it. Still, meteorites sometimes end up in other places too, and the best areas to scout for them are, in fact, deserts and frozen wastelands of Antarctica. The reason is simply that such alien objects are clearly seen against the arid or snowy landscape. Got meteors?